Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. This is session number 10 of our Entrepreneurship and Business Growth Series. Today we look at the topic of financial discipline and cash flow management financial discipline and cash flow management this broadcast is put together by legacy and legacy your preferred partner for world-class corporate training my name is albert okran and i'm here with my virtual academic board comprising the registrar comfort along with matthew amos and jojo from now till you graduate at 8 p.m your personal value will shoot up Springboard virtually connects a network of CEOs, business executives, corporate decision makers, and the most influential emerging leaders every Sunday evening. It's a journey of personal improvement, and the quest is very simple, to equip a new generation of African leaders and entrepreneurs using the medium of human capital development. And so since the beginning of the month of May, we've gone through several topics on entrepreneurship and then migrated onto the business growth platform. We've looked at an overview of entrepreneurship, how to generate ideas, the profile of the typical entrepreneur, why businesses fail, financing startups, corporate decision-making, corporate communications and PR. We've looked at customer engagement and marketing. And the last discussion was about social media for business growth. I'm sure you are surprised to find out that there are 30 billion WhatsApp messages a day compared to 20 billion SMS messages. WhatsApp has overtaken SMS as the key the key driver of what you want to call text messages. And WhatsApp has enabled, enabled capacity because it does videos and, and, and several other things. But what does that mean for your business? And that was what we did in the social media session. And so tonight in session 10, we're asking a simple question. Do you manage a business organization? Do you sometimes miss time your expenses and end up incurring avoidable costs? Are you often under pressure to, to pay your creditors while those who owe you big money seem to delay payment and force you to incur high interest costs as a result? Tonight, we demystify the simple issue, but not too simple one, of cash flow management. Our objective is just to make it beneficial to you. If you have questions about cash flow, financial discipline or by extension financial indiscipline you know the money is not enough and yet still you go ahead and spend lavishly on that funeral or lavish corporate resources on that that expense that sets the company back and for four months five months we are recovering from that one transaction that was not even in the budget let's talk about cash flow management share your thoughts if you have any via whatsapp on 024-9999-000 are you working in an organization that has suffered significantly because of a certain cash flow decision that was made that had negative impact on liquidity just share your thoughts with us 024-9999-000 and stick with us throughout this discussion you may pick some very useful tips helping us unravel the issue of financial discipline is the ceo of ifs financial services mr kojo ohiniche he's right here in the studio with me kojo welcome to springboard thank you very much 
good to be here again. Yeah, it's good to see you. This year, you are, you are, you are, you are holding high the flag, <laughs> and you are, you are really adding so much to our lives and our businesses, and I trust the family as well. Yes, doing fine. Right. So, just before we go to this, the key subject for today, I also want to use today to open the officially open the discussion about this year's festival of ideas tomorrow is the 13th of the month of july and it will be exactly a month to the festival and we've been working for the past six months preparing for this year's festival of ideas and just for the benefit of our listeners there will be the the theme for the the festival of ideas 2015 is business with integrity and the venue is the labadi beach hotel is the 13th of the 13th of august 2015 is a thursday and there's a morning session which is an executive coaching session and that will be on the subject of personal brand positioning for executives and it's from 8 a.m. till 11.30 a.m. That is a breakfast meeting. And there will be three different sessions or four different sessions on public speaking, executive dressing and packaging, communicating with stakeholders, and then personal branding tips for top executives. And it will be followed by a colloquium. And that's, that's the morning session. But the big, the big event is the evening session, the main conference itself. And it's called the Night with Great Minds. And if you've been there before you get the privilege of sitting with some of the finest CEOs in this country and us is the custom companies buy tables and so they come with all their top management and it's just a beautiful conglo- conglomeration or if I may say a, a gathering of uh, <laughs> a gathering of the very finest business leaders in this country could just laughing at my English and the night with grave minds is the 13th of, of August 2015 from 6pm till 9pm at the La Badi Beach Hotel. Now, the, the theme, Business with Integrity, has been broken into five sub-themes. Number one is Compliance and Systemic Integrity. Number two is Corporate Governance. Number three is Standards and Quality Assurance. Number four is Leadership by Example. And then the fifth one is Corporate Values and Ethics. The good news is that some of Ghana's finest CEOs will be speaking, five of Ghana's finest CEOs will be speaking to each of these themes, sub-themes, and then they will lead a very intense discussion, sharing practical ideas about how companies can make solid grounds in these areas. If your company is at that mid-year point, you are looking back at the first half of your, your, your year and the results, and you want to consolidate and ensure that second half, you perform better than the first half. This is one conference you don't want to miss. Let me give you a little teaser. Kojo Enichi, the CEO of IFS Financial Services, will be talking about compliance and systemic integrity. So before we go into our subject of cash flow, Kojo, let's, let's touch base with why this discussion on compliance and systemic integrity is even important for businesses at this time in our lives and in our uh, in our economy. Thank you very much. I believe that uh, we are going to have a very interesting event uh, at that time. But broadly, um, it's it's systems integrity is really about uh, ensuring that your business's infrastructure, its processes and systems, is fit for purpose and delivers on the promise to the client, uh, protects the company's assets, and also um, complies with legal and regulatory requirements. 
in the in the current business environment, you hear a lot of people uh, blaming poor performance on the economic challenges. Yes, it's a contributory factor, but I think people are also losing money uh, because they are not fully compliant. Right. Uh, you know, if you see your company losing money um, as a result of fraud, income leakages, uh, and cash flow mismanagement. It is, it is it's a, it's a question of a lack of compliance. It's not really so much about the issues in the environment. Right. And I'm sure that uh, companies that will be attending this will find it useful to, to, to understand how compliance helps to optimize the returns they make. Right. So what you're saying is that basically, let's let's keep what we have. Let's not lose what we get. The absolutely. Little, the little we get, let's protect it. Ab- absolutely. This, this is a time to be very efficient in the management of your resources. And so all the little, little things that people take for granted, um, we need to ensure that we are fully compliant. And compliance protects everybody. It protects the company and it protects the reputation of the company. Why should shareholders of companies be interested in this topic? Absolutely, because you see, a lack of compliance ultimately destroys shareholder value. Right. Uh, if if you have a company that that is undisciplined and takes compliance for granted, it it results in in income losses. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes even uh, legal suits, and 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 the reputation, the bad reputation that the company gets impacts on shareholders as well. Right. So so you know, I mean, shareholders will be interested in knowing that the people running their businesses are fully compliant with regulatory requirements and their, integri- and their, their systems integrity cannot be called to question. Systems integrity. If you say you're selling a gallon, it must be a gallon. Talking about, talking, about, talking about bad reputation, there's a story about Subway in Australia. Um, they did a promotion worldwide called the, the, the One Foot Beggar. Mm-hmm. And so they were saying that if you buy a beggar for a certain price, just by adding 10% of the price to the original price, you can get a beggar which is twice the original size. So instead of six inches, it will be a full one foot. And so people were buying in their numbers. And the promotion was going very well until one very meticulous customer went to the subway with the ruler. And so when he bought the, the beggar, he put a ruler against the beggar and yeah. it was 11 inches instead of one foot. And he put the picture on Facebook. Yeah. And within 24 hours, there were 133,000 people posting similar complaints. So what set out to be an adventure, a good uh, intervention by the company, or a good promotion by the company, fell flat on its face because somebody measured and they were not compliant with the one foot that had been promised. And so their promise was not kept, and it became a, a, a negative tag on the company as a result. And this is just one example of how when we don't comply. Becomes a big ethical issue. Right, Mm -hmm. right. So you think CEOs listening and top management listening must make a point to be there? Yes. Right. All right, so that's just something from the Festival of Ideas. We'll be giving you some much more information, including the number you can call for every single information. You can actually request a, 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 a concept paper to be delivered to you at no cost to yourself providing all the information you will need, all the special packages for companies, and this is the number you want to call, 
0544. Write it down just in case you might need it. 0544 you will find out about the other sub-themes. You can request an explanation of each of the sub-themes, the speakers, the rates, the, the packages, and all be made, made available to you by email if you call 544 Let me take some useful information that will come back and then dig into our subject of cash flow management. If you are leaking money somewhere, probably somebody is making a bit more money than the company <laughs> and the person is working within the organization. Let's find out how our cash flow issues can impact negatively on the running of our companies. Let me remind you of our commitments for the year 2015. There are five of them. Number one, read a good book every single month. Number two, attend personal development interventions. The third one is to sign up to the SMS Academy. The fourth commitment is to prepare your 20-year personal development and investment plan. And the fifth one is to deliberately build social equity. Make it a point to build relationships that will add value to yourself as a person. Let me pause at this point to say that in terms of the SMS Academy, this month we are dealing with 31 of the critical mistakes people make in life. And today is the 12th of July. So it is mistake number 12, life mistake number 12. And it says, comparing yourself to others or ourselves to others and blindly imitating their life choices. That is a warning. Avoid it. Know yourself. You are an original and there is only one you. Could you how critical is that? I like that. <laughs> Keeps you focused. And doing what you are good at. Yes. There's only one you. I mean, you are not. You say bold. You are yeah. not. I mean, you are, you're just you. Enjoy who God made you and live it out to the full. Right. So that's your tip. And if you want to sign up to the SMS Academy, it's very simple. Just text the word Springboard to short code 1984 on MTN or Etel or 1985 on Vodafone or Tigo today. And remember, if you want to send any thoughts about the subject for today, which is cash flow management and financial discipline, just send it to WhatsApp 024-9999-000. So we are talking today about cash flow management and especially financial discipline for business executives. Do you find your money often locked up with people while you struggle to pay your own bills? Let's talk. My guest, Kojo Ahinichi, the CEO of IFS Financial Service. Kojo, before we went on the break, we were teasing out the issue of the Festival of Ideas. But now let's talk about cash flow. What exactly is cash flow management and why is it important to business growth? All right, thank you very much. You know, if if all transactions um, would, was done were done on cash flow cash basis, the world would be an easy place. Someone, you know, you get a transaction, you get paid immediately. It would be easy. But unfortunately, in a competitive world, it is not so. So, cash flow management really is is is, is all about the planning, operating, monitoring, and controlling of your cash inflows and outflows of a business entity or an individual. Right. Okay. And why, now, why, 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 why is this discussion important? You alluded to the fact that in, the, in reality, yeah. transactions are done by credit, there are swaps here and there, barter arrangements. Why is it important to keep your, your pulse points, your finger, your finger on the management of cash? All right. Now, careful cash flow management allows the entity or person to estimate the amount of cash it will have in hand at any one time and project inflows and the outflows in order to deal with potential shortfalls. That sometimes there can be potential shortfalls. So if, if cash flow is being actively managed, 
it helps in 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 dealing with those potential shortfalls for example the you know sometimes there's a lag between when a company pays its suppliers meets adult obligations and the time when is also received from clients who owe that company so there's always a gap there how do you manage that gap and managing that effectively is key for the business because if that is not done it is possible that the company will fail on certain commitments it can affect its reputation in the marketplace um in extreme cases, it can even lead to the bankruptcy of that business. Right. So you're saying that technically a company can be profitable, can have money, and can go bankrupt? Absolutely. I mean, as they say, uh, profit, profit is sanity and, and cash is kin. Indeed, sales is vanity. If you sell and you're not getting anything, it is vanity. Profit just shows that, okay, um, your business is all right. But cash is skin. So you can be making all the profits in the world. If you cannot meet your commitments as they afford you, you're in trouble. That's a very scary prospect. You're seeing profit is sanity, sales is vanity, yeah. and cash is skin. Yeah. So once the cash is coming in, it is an indication that you are on course. If you miss yes. out on that one, no matter what sales you do, you are in trouble. Absolutely. Let's, for the benefit of somebody who hears that could lead to bankruptcy and get mm. scared. Mm. Let us look at some of the symptoms of a company that is having liquidity problems, cash flow mismanagement problems. What are some of the signs that you will see that will tell you that it is not too well? Right. Now, first of all, you see that a company cannot meet its obligations. So there's a payment that is due. They won't be able to meet it. So if they've given um, a supplier posited checks, the check will go to the, the bank and bounce. They will have orders they can't deliver on. And sometimes they can't even pay their, their, their employees on time. All of that will be, will be signals that the, the company is suffering from a cash flow deficit. Wow. So when these signs begin to emerge for the business leader listening out there tonight who says, listen, these four signs you have, you've mentioned, they all are very, very real in my company. Now, before I even talk about solutions, why, why do we find ourselves at that point? Because is it something that I, I will presume people don't deliberately box themselves into that hole? Mm. Why do, is it that we don't pay attention enough to that aspect of our business, why do we find ourselves in that kind of position? Why do businesses find themselves in that position? From where I sit, I think many many businesses don't pay attention to it. So there is a lack of planning um, on what the company, the aspirations of the company. They, they, they know what they want to do, but they don't reduce it to numbers and plan for it some companies also get themselves into what the bankers call over trading right and so that is that they engage in so many business activities that is not supported by resources available to them or not even supported by the market 
you, these days you hear people uh, talking about the number of uh, companies and businesses they are involved in. Right. It's not a bad idea to do a lot of things. It's actually good because you grow your business empire. But it is critical that you ensure that cash flow is properly planned and managed for every business activity you embark on. Are you suggesting that for companies that have a group, a group of companies, a conglomerate, mm. are, you, are you suggesting that sometimes some of the subsidiaries, for in my own words, mm. they, they feed our egos, but they don't feed our cash flow? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it is it is fun to say that I have this company, this number of branches. I'm, I, you know, recently I'm sure the public is aware of the the many microfinance uh, company failures um, that we've seen. I've I've met some microfinance operators with twenty branches, fifteen branches, and their business capital is a hundred thousand. It is not possible to run fifteen branches with your business capital of 100,000. So in the end, um, what they probably do is to expand with depositors' money, which is not their money. All right? So whenever you decide to um, embark on any expansion, you really have to undertake a value analysis. What is going into the capital expenditure in putting this up what are the revenue streams that will be coming? What are the resources I have available to to start the venture that I'm getting into? And if that is not done, it is likely that the new venture can run into, into trouble. And people get excited about new opportunities that come, but they don't put in enough effort to plan the resources that are required to even evaluate the um, the opportunities in the marketplace and also to estimate the cash flows that can realistically come in. And if that is not done, it, it ultimately affects the ability of the company to run. Remember I've said that companies don't fail because they are not making profits. They fail because they don't have cash. Mm. You see, because when you when you sell, it is not real until money is received. I mean, if I sell a bottle of water to you on credit, this thing is not real until I receive payment for the for the uh, bottle of water I sold to you. And and a lot of people are getting into these things and 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 offering things, and uh, without planning how. Um, they'll fund all the activities involved in establishing a new venture. We are exactly at the midway point of this show. This is Springboard, your virtual university. Last week we took a break for the Joy of Bridal Fair, but we are back with the Big Bang. And today we are talking about cash flow management. And by extension, we also are talking about financial discipline. And could you just literally be bombarding us with thoughts? And I just feel that, wow, there's so much we have to learn. Now, he said very significantly in the past few minutes that cash flow is important. Cash flow management is important because if all transactions were cash-based, this world would be an easy place. But in reality, is that there are several transactions that it don't involve immediate transfer of cash. And 
the, the management of our cash flow enables us to estimate at every point in time the cash available to us to meet the emerging obligations. Secondly, he said, profit is sanity, sales is vanity, and cash is king. He explains that companies don't fail because they are not selling. They fail because they have no cash. Thirdly, he talked about the symptoms of a company that is having liquidity problems, number one, inability to meet their obligations, number two, the balancing of their checks, number three, they have others, potentially very good business, but they cannot meet them because they don't have the capital to operate, and number four, at a point, they even cannot pay their workers' salaries. The fourth point is made is that companies have liquidity problems because they don't reduce their all their their engagements to a clear plan and then numbers. They don't reduce their plan to numbers. And then secondly, he's talked about overtrading. The joy of having several branches and the joy of having several subsidiaries but lacking the capital to manage them and then very importantly, clear revenue streams. So they feed our egos but they don't bring in the cash. The fifth point is made so far is that we must evaluate new emerging opportunities and expansionary programs along the lines of value analysis. How much value does it bring? What revenue streams does it bring? What resources are required? What opportunities are there in the marketplace? And very importantly, when all is said and done, how much cash does it bring in? What are the revenue streams? That's a very important discussion. We could actually stop at this point and say, enough is enough. Call and let's talk. <laughs> but let's go on, on, on a break. When we come back, before I even bring Kojo back to talk about the the common pitfalls that companies should look out for and the role of the CEO, the CEO, everything rises and falls on leadership. What should the CEO listening tonight do starting from tomorrow? Before we go into that, I'm going to invite um, Jojo to give us some information about the Teenpreneurship Conference. You know that, listen, while we are talking to the top leaders today, we must also be preparing the CEOs of 10 years from now, 15 years from now, and 20 years from now. And so, on the, on the, the in the last week of the month of August, we'll be bringing together, from the 24th, the, the teenagers to also do their own version of the festival of ideas it's called the teen Prenership conference it's just purely teenagers it's the ninth edition and it's just been amazing how how much capacity the teenagers have to absorb information to prepare business plans and this year it is a writing clinic we want to do two things could you first we want to help improve the writing of teenagers mm. i mean you, you, you will testify. You employ somebody with a first degree, sometimes even second degree. They can't string together one good sentence Absolutely. or two without errors. So we are seeing that catch them young while they are teenagers. Help them improve their writing. Hmm. And then the second thing we are actually going to do is to help them start their first book. Hmm. By the time they leave after the five days, they will have the title of their first book. They will have the outline, the introduction, and the table of contents. It's going to wow, be very, very special. And we are hosting 500 children and coaching all of them to start their first book. This country will change. I'm telling you. Absolutely. <laughs> it's amazing. Jojo, after the break, just give us an idea of, of two CEOs who got influenced in their teen years by something that happened. So that a parent listening tonight will find out that in one week, that child who you say is the problem child could be transformed into that child who will point into the future with confidence and with hope. If you have been with us from the beginning, you've been talking about cash flow management and 
and business uh, financial discipline. We also took some time to look at the upcoming Festival of Ideas on the 13th of the month of August. It's a Thursday. The main conference plenary is in the evening at the Labadi Beach Hotel, but there is also a morning session, a developmental session that will focus on on personal branding for top executives. But the evening session, the main conference is on business with integrity. But we are taking a little break to look at teenpreneurship. While we prepare the top leaders today, we also want to look at the next 10 years and prepare 500 teenagers in the month of August, 24th to the 29th of August, working with them day throughout the day on how to actualize their aspirations. And so I have on the line Sednam. Sednam is a former participant at Teenpreneurship and she got to attend the Model United Nations Conference. Sednam. Sednam Anyaso. Sednam, good, good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm very fine. Right. Sednam, so for the benefit of our listeners, I know you don't ask a lady her, her age, but just for the benefit of our listeners, how old are you? I'm 13 going on 14. You're 13 going on 14. It reminds me yes. of the song, I am 13 going on 14. All right, so tell me, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about your team premiership experience. What year did you come for team premiership? Uh, I came in, I think, 2012, 13 years, and 14. Right. Yes. And, and, and what, what has experience been like? What are some of the key highlights of what you've learned from the conference? Uh, the one I'm most proud of is the the public speaking and debating skills I got from team partnership. Right. Because I've, when I was able to acquire those, I got the opportunity to present a paper on gender violence at this year's International Model United Nations Conference in New York. Right. And so you went as a, as a delegate of which country? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Yes. And, and and how many people were in attendance? Uh, a bit over, let me say, three hundred. Right. And you felt you felt so so proud presenting at the model UN UN conference. Yes. Are you planning to actually be at a UN conference one day, the real UN conference one day? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. So we are putting together team partnership this year once again. Will you be there this year? Yes, right. definitely. Right, so this is a writing clinic, so we'll be teaching you how to write your first book. Have you, have you written a book already? No. Right. So now, before you go, let me just put you on the spot. If you wanted to write a book right now, what, what would be the topic? What subject would, would fascinate you? Well, what I really want to do is change the world. How do you, so how? I think it would be about that. Changing the world. In terms of leadership. Right. So think about the topic between now and team partnership. And I'm sure you'll find a very nice topic. We'll, we'll teach you how to even couch topics. Find a very nice, catchy topic and become a best-selling author in addition. Yes. Enjoy the evening. God bless you, Sednam. Thank you. Right. Sednam Anyaso is 13 going on 14. She is... She is a, 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 a three-time attendee at Teen Prenership, and she's been giving us some highlights. So, could you, these children, these uh, children are in a world of their own. They just are so so confident. Yeah. I mean, Nana, 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 who we've brought on this, Nana, could you, who we've brought on this show before, after Teen Prenership, won the the Joy FM Read One Hundred competition, went to Disney, won the City FM Right Away competition, went to South South Africa. He's gone on to another one outside the country. He's traveling around the world, and he's just living his dream. And it's just amazing the. 
capacity children have to learn and to and he has a very solid business plan for building an airline. Unbelievable. Wow. And he's telling his teens. Unbelievable. Jojo Kran is also a, a, a seven time graduate of Teen Premiership Conference. Jojo, how's everything? Uh, pretty good. Right. So tell me, Jojo, you've been doing some research built leading up to today on on the world's richest people and the influence of their teenage years. Give me two of the world's richest people who were influenced by their teen experience. And let's see how we can tie this to teen prenation. I'm going to give you two of my favorites. These are people that I look up to personally. Um, they're two of the world's richest men. Andrew Carnegie, back in the uh, early 20th century, and Bill Gates, all the way today. And they both started on their path as teenagers. Um, Andrew Carnegie worked in the Pittsburgh Railway Company and at the ripe old age of 18, he was a superintendent for the entire Pittsburgh region. He ended up founding the Carnegie Steel Company, which he sold for the equivalent of $14 billion today. Um, Bill Gates was programming computers at the age of 13, and he dropped out of Harvard to start Microsoft, which is the world's largest PC programming company. And so um, they're both really great men, and they got their start early on in their teenage years. For you as a person, you're 19 now. How, how much has... Has teenpreneurship influenced you? Um, for me, it's been more about idea generation and the ability to identify opportunities wherever I go. Um, for me, the biggest, a really good example of that is maybe at school over at Dickinson in Pennsylvania. Um, I I have the opportunity every day to look around me and see what can I do, what what can I do here that fulfills a need and makes money for me as well, and you know helps the community. So for me, an example is every every semester we buy back books um, and we sell books back to the bookstore at Dickinson. And I said, okay, so what can I do? Um, personally, what I do is I buy some of my classmates' books at a price that's slightly higher than the bookstore, so I'm helping them by giving them money. But then I turn around and then sell these for a slight profit on Amazon. And so, you know, I handle the whole shipping and um, packaging myself and then sell them on Amazon, and then it makes me a little bit of profit and supplements my income. Yeah, Actually, I, I should be taking some money from you for for the Springboard Racial Foundation because at least Teza Ohinichi, one of our graduate, the first graduates, they came from Westy Girls, a whole batch of them. And she was she's in medical school now in KNUST. And every year she sends money for two people to attend the conference because of the impact it's had on her. Jojo, you must start donating to me. <laughs> teenpreneurship. Thank you very much, Jojo Okran. So that is the story of teenpreneurship. If you're a teenage child, Matthew, when is it, what is the date for teenpreneurship? The date for Team Prenership is the last week of the month of August. So give me the dates. 24th, uh, well, it's a Monday and went on Friday, 28th of August. 24th to the 28th of August. August yes. Right, so block those dates for a small sum of 100 Ghana CDs, which I know you can afford. We will take care of the child from Monday through till Friday. We'll give them food, we'll give them everything. But they, you'll pick them up in the evening at 5 and then bring them the next day at, at 8 a.m. And we'll keep them the whole day. Teach them how to write better than they're doing now. And very importantly, help them start their first book. It would add value to them as individuals. Give them more confidence and very, very importantly, add one more career. We are teaching multiple careers. We were raised to say, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a pharmacist. Now, mm. you know you can be a lawyer a pharmacist and a broadcaster at the same time, side by side, multiple careers. And that's one thing that we have we have indoctrinated these children about, the fact that they can have multiple careers. So we're talking about cash flow. Could you, yeah. My guess is Kujo Inichi is CEO of IFS Financial Services, and we're talking about cash. And in all this, he's been sharing some very, very, very 
strong points with us about the very dan- the danger companies face when they don't pay attention to the flow of cash. Could you what role must a CEO, a business leader listening tonight, play in piecing the company back together again to block some of these um, bad decisions that result in liquidity challenges that could threaten the future of a business? All right. Um, let me tell you what I do, uh, where I sit. Um, on a daily basis, I look at the... I have a piece of paper um, that's generated to me, uh, showing me the cash position of the company and the projection of what our payments and receivables over the next three months are. I think it is something that um, CEOs must do. Plus, daily. Yes, daily. Not weekly. No. Not monthly. No, daily. I, I know the cash position of the business on daily basis. Why is that timing important? Why is why is daily important? It's it's you know it it looks like routine, but it it you 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 keep track of um, what is happening on timely basis. And so you don't take it for granted and, and overlook that because that's probably one of the most important responsibilities um, of the CEO. I have also to say that, you know, I've, I've, I've said that many people don't undertake a value analysis of the opportunities they have. It is important to match up your, your, the opportunities you have with the resources available for the business. So, for example, in your cash flow, you're going to look at how much resources you have yourself. That's owner's capital, what everybody knows as um, ordinary equity of the business. And, and, and most companies will take a component of debt. Um, what is right for your business depends on the industry you're operating in. But as a rule, a rule of thumb, you should set a limit. Some people will say 60 um, debt forty percent equity. So debt equity ratio. Yes, you should have a debt equity ratio that you said, and also Six, you have sixty four, sixty four debt forty four equity. I'm not saying that's the that, that's the universal standard. There are some companies that can comfortably operate on eighty percent debt, but it depends on the nature of 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 that company. For example, if you are operating um, in a business um, that you know where you you largely sell on 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 credit sorry on on on, on cash. cash basis um you can manage that very easily right okay so it's important to look at that so before we miss out on the key lesson in this yeah. arrangement you are making you're yeah. saying that do not overextend yourself in the area of debts or gearing absolutely right absolutely. I to understand the, yes the, the, so the and you need to look at the type of debt right. the the tenure that's the term of the debt and then the costs of of that debt, so it's not just the volume, yes. The type, the type of debt you the have, tenure, and then the cost. Absolutely. Right. For example, if you are going to um, uh, to to scale up the um, the infrastructure of your company, and which requires medium to long term debt, you don't use um, short term capital to to finance that. It can cripple. It can squeeze out working capital. You have an overdraft. Will this qualify as one of the biggest causes of of cash flow or liquidity problems leading to bankruptcy in in our part of the world? Yes, 
It I, is. I think it's a major point because yeah. for many, many examples yeah. here in our part of the world where yeah. office complexes become yeah. a status symbol, yeah. companies tend to finance yeah. office um, and l- long-term infrastructural mm. requirements with mm. short-term funding because the long-term funding is not available and it, te- it, it could become a challenge. Yeah. Would you say that is one of the key ones facing companies? It is. I mean, look, I I have my own philosophy about, for example, a financial institution building a huge, huge office infrastructure um, because I think that you can put your money to better use than throwing $20 million into into an office infrastructure, I rather rent, but I don't want to get into that discussion today. Why not? You are doing the caveat as a personal philosophy, yes, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's six minutes to the hour of eight o'clock. For the benefit of all our listeners, this discussion is about cash flow management and financial discipline. And the the thrust, the crux of this discussion is that Mm. it's not about what looks nice, it's about the health of the company. And one one big point, Mm. the one big point that Kujo Hinichi, my guest, has made is that on a daily basis he has a thermometer in the form of a sheet of paper and he tests the, the temperature of the company in terms of cash flow yeah. currently and then projections for the next three months. If you haven't started doing that as a company, you must inculcate that into your daily routine as a CEO because that is a key thing Kojo yeah. has been speaking about tonight. Kojo, yeah. take us home. What are global best practices? And then also while we are at it to pinch some pitfalls that people should be looking out for as they tread this road so that we don't get overwhelmed in our companies. People need help. And as we speak tonight, I just can imagine that there are business leaders sitting out there who say, this speaks straight to my situation. Mm. Just give us some highlights, global best practices, and then also some pitfalls that CEOs should be watching out for as they strengthen their liquidity position. Mm. All right. Now, let me just add that... um when, when a company is taking debts, sometimes a lot of companies fall into the temptation of borrowing against bad receivables. You have a contract payment that has been outstanding for a year, and for all intents and purposes, will probably <laughs> delay for another year. Right. And, 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 and people borrow against it, um, for something that is not really uh, coming through. Um, you, don't, you don't get yourself into that. But some of the pitfalls, really, um, are the tendency to snap up new opportunities without evaluating the resources available to you. That's, that's overtrading. Um, the tendency to over-diversify. Um, you move out of your comfort zone um, or what the company has capacity to do into a totally different thing without completely um, evaluating um, the risk. Now let's look at some of the best practices to deal with this. Um, Payment terms. Uh, People are let's say you're a pharmaceutical distributor and and, and you give out and and people give out um, their stocks on credit without writing a credit agreement. All right, and if you don't write a credit agreement and 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 you give out your products to someone at ten thousand CDs, they may pay you six months later, but they still pay you ten thousand CDs. But right. if you have a credit agreement, you can factor in some delayed 
um, uh, penalties right. that will make up interest right. that will that will that will cause that. All right. Final point, could you? And, and then um, you have to you treat your uh, suppliers fairly. In some cases, you need credit insurance from the people you are dealing with. Right. A company that is looking good today may not necessarily look good uh, in two years' time. So you need uh, credit insurance if it is possible to sell your your debts people owe you to sell that to a factoring company do that to improve your cash flow and sometimes it also pays to give discounts um to to uh, to to your um business partners and finally let me say that um companies must have a very good asset and liabilities committees so you have a committee a team a small team of perhaps the ceo the the finance director and the and the treasurer that is looking at managing the assets and liabilities on of the company on a frequent basis what are your um your your payment obligations what are your assets what is the quality of your assets and that has to be done in on a very uh, dynamic and effective basis you've been such such a blessing to us tonight and i love the points you've made and i like the, the fact that you should put your fingerprint your, your finger put keep your pulse points on the daily cash flow position and the projection for the next three months i like the fact that you've highlighted the quality of of debt that we must bring into the business not every debt is good debt let's look at the kind of debt that can work best for us and let's not snap up opportunities without proper evaluation and please don't just start branches for the sake of them and 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 then also um, subsidiaries for the sake of them let's let's evaluate to be sure that they are actually adding value to the business coming up next is a walk with jesus and the topic is the church's stance on same sex marriage the host is pastor Tuakwa, and the guest is the general secretary of the christian council of ghana my good friend reverend dr kobna opuni frimpong it's a very interesting discussion you don't want to miss and let me close with this whatsapp message from Richard Dogbekwisi, a graduate of KNUST Business School who's running a printing press, he says cash flow management can can do or undo the business. And it's a very critical discussion that we cannot gloss over. Tonight, I hope you found some valuable lessons to help build your business. On behalf of Comfort, Jojo, Matthew, and Amos, my name is Reverend Albert Okran. God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Arbet and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Arbet and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus 233 Zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember you are blessed indeed. No more